we're back once again. Another brief hiatus. A slight change to the name of the podcast. But to be brutally honest, you know, we're all about being authentic. Um, I was essentially just trying to figure out what I wanted this podcast to be. The message that I wanted to get across. The things that I wanted to talk about. All of these kinds of things. And I have finally, finally figured that out. I know where I want to take this. And I'm excited for that. And this is the first episode of many that are really going to highlight what that is. Um, and it's aptly named, this, this particular episode is aptly all about figuring out what you want. So let's dive in. So figuring out what you want seems relatively simple. If we really take a little bit of a back step or a back seat and go, what do I want? Like it seems relatively straightforward or relatively straightforward a thing to be able to figure out. But having been coaching in some capacity for the past eight years, if I say really in some capacity, if I take my entire coaching career before I actually went out on my own, if I've been coaching in some capacity for the past 10 years, um, a lot of what I've realized and a lot of the lessons that I've taken from that is that ultimately what starts out as the goal isn't essentially the goal. There's underlying factors that a lot of people are looking for. And ultimately, my job as a coach is to help guide people to those decisions, ultimately taking them through the process of what it is that they want to achieve first and foremost, which if you you know take my role as an online sort of health and fitness coach, um, the vast majority of the goals that people will come to me initially will be focused purely on aesthetic-based or fitness-based or health-based things. There will be an outcome that they want to achieve. But the deeper reasoning behind that outcome is often not discussed or is not fully known. It's a little bit of a subconscious thing. And what I found over the years is that this true motivation is there for, for almost everyone. So every single person that will come through my doors or that will have an online consultation with me, so my metaphorical door, um, there's always more that they actually want outside the realms of purely the, the physical element for want of a better term. And it, whether it's masked by the physical element or whether they believe that the physical element will actually get them the, the ultimate true result, that true motivation that it is that they are looking for, um, is still unbeknownst to me. It's, it's different from person to person. But there is often a deeper level of success that people are looking for outside the realms of just losing some body fat, building some muscle, building some fitness and improving health. And there's a reason that I feel so strongly about this and a reason as to why I think this is something that should be spoken about a little bit more often or a little bit, regu little bit more regularly. And that's because it's something that I personally work through myself. So in my late teens, early 20s, etc., I didn't know what I wanted, who I was, like all of these kinds of things. It sounds very dramatic and over the top, but, you know, there, there was low levels of identity crisis for want of a better term where I didn't know what it was that I wanted essentially I knew what I wanted to do in terms of work and I knew you know that I wanted to do certain things but I didn't fully understand the reasons as to why I wanted to do these things and that obviously led to a lot of confusion potentially a lot of changes in direction all of these kinds of things where I would be 
essentially going into each day completely blind, just thinking, I, you know, I want to do this for a job. I want to be a personal trainer, so I'm going to be a personal trainer. And that's that. And there was a lot sort of behind the scenes, again, with regards to my own training, my own development from first setting foot into the gym when I was 17 years old, that there was no real understanding of the reasons as to why I did that. And my initial impression, my initial aim when I first set foot in the gym was I just wanted to get a bit bigger. Like I wanted to build some muscle. I wanted to be in pretty good shape. And that was essentially as far as it went. And what I then learned to, or what I came to discover was that there was, there was a deeper reason behind that. Like there, there was something a little bit further or a little bit deeper that I actually wanted to achieve other than just being a bit bigger because really if you look at that it's very surface level and it doesn't really mean anything like it doesn't change anything fundamentally about me and if I felt a certain way in my late teens well I mean throughout all of my teenage years and into my early 20s etc the the underlying feeling that I just consistently felt was just anxiety lack of confidence lack of self-esteem lack of self-assurance all of these kinds of things so ultimately what I wanted was those things that's what I was looking for. I wanted to feel more confident in myself. I wanted to feel more self-assured. I wanted higher self-esteem. I wanted higher levels of self-worth. Like all of these kinds of things. And, and whether I consciously or subconsciously believed that going to the gym and building myself up physically was going to get me there, I still am not 100% sure. I can't really think back that far. It was 12 years ago, 13 years ago. So I don't know if I knew that on some level at that point, but it's something that I've figured out since. Like, as I've started to experience those things and as I've really, really worked on this and as I've really done a lot of um, a lot of introspection with regards to what that looks like and how that feels and, and how I think that has actually come to be. And this is the kind of thing that I try to get across to people now. It's like, okay, I understand that there is a physical element that we are looking for here, but really what does that feel like in the future? Like, what is it that we're actually looking for? What's the true motivation behind this? Like outside the realms of I just want to get my abs out. Like, what does it actually mean? And that's sort of the key thing that I'm looking to talk about in this particular podcast episode. Because one thing that I've noticed, again, in the work that I do is that the clients who achieve the best results or will work with me for the longest period of time, they experience shifts and they experience growth in so many other areas outside just the realms of health and fitness, like just outside the realms of whatever they can achieve with their body, their training, their nutrition. And the reason for that, I believe, is A, they'll, they'll come in with one initial aim and they'll start to realize things about themselves throughout the process. And the reason why they start to realize these things is because the skills that you develop through hard physical training, through being diligent with your nutrition, through sort of, you know, looking and paying attention to the lifestyle factors and all of these kinds of things, all of the skills that you pick up through doing this are directly transferable to so many other areas of life. So if we look at discipline for one, like just, you know, turn up to the gym, even if you don't feel like it, and we'll use a lot of fitness references throughout this because it's obviously what I do, but it's also easy enough to sort of get to grips with. So if you are practicing the skill of getting yourself to the gym three to four times a week and at the beginning, if you've not really done that before, it feels really, really difficult. But 
the more you put that effort in and the more you practice the skill and you develop that discipline and you are able to build up to consistently showing up to the gym three, four times a week, however many sessions that is for you, and you're able to consistently get to that level where it just becomes a little bit more habitual, you're proving to yourself with every single visit that you can get yourself into that situation. You can prove to yourself that you can voluntarily go and do a difficult thing. You can turn up and do something that doesn't necessarily get you an immediate reward at the end of it. Like you don't go to the gym and walk out looking exactly how you want to look. It's something you have to repeatedly do. And the more you do that, and the more you can get yourself consistently into that routine, the more you are showing yourself that you are capable of doing that, that you can turn up, you can do difficult things without the promise of an immediate return. And once you realize that that is the case, that can then start to apply to different areas of life and you can start to show up and put a little bit more effort in at work because in the past, your your approach may have been, I'm just going to do whatever my salary is worth. Like I'm just going to clock in at nine. I'm going to clock out at five. Like that's my, that's my hours, whatever. But if you actually want to progress in your role, whatever job there is that you're in and you, you want to be seen to be a valuable member of the team, whatever that might be, you've shown yourself that you can turn up to the gym and you can, you can voluntarily do difficult things without an immediate return. So you can start to apply that same level of thinking into your job. If, if that's where you want to apply that effort, if that's what it is that you want to do, you can start putting in some extra time. If, if time is a thing, you can start just putting in some extra effort in what it is that you do within the time that you already do. But you can pick these things up and you can start to apply those same skills to other areas of life. If you're not particularly happy with your job, so you're not going to put more effort into that, you may put more effort into actually trying to get yourself out of that situation. Because again, that is a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing that you have to put yourself into voluntarily. But you've proven to yourself that you can do that. So you're more likely to be able to do these types of things. And these are the types of shifts and the types of changes and the types of experience that my longer serving clients and the clients that have got the best possible results with me have also experienced along the way because they've developed the skills and they've been able to transfer those skills to other areas. And like that is ultimately one thing that I will say to the, the vast majority of new clients that come on board. It's like training is just the beginning and your aim is training focused. That is absolutely fine. But I want, I want you to explore some other things as well. I want you to really question what it is that you're doing this for. And if there's anything else outside the realms of this training and nutrition thing that you really want to get, because training is just the start, like developing those skills through training and nutrition are easy in, like they're a good way to start to pick those things up to then be able to get that carryover and essentially, you know, figure out what it is that you actually want and where you want to apply those newly acquired skills. And I generally sort of put it to them in a way of like, you know, are, are you truly happy in, in what it is that you're doing? Like, what, what are we looking for here? Like, is, is the aim that you'll be happy when you achieve this, this particular outcome? Is that the approach that we're going in to this with? Because a lot of the time, that is what people think, you know, if I lose 10 kilos, I'll be happy. Or if I put an extra five inches onto my chest, I will be happy. If I get a six pack, I'll be happy. And this is like, it's conditional. And that's not what we want to look for. Like, we're not looking for, I'll only be happy when, like, this is not the thing. And what this then leads us on to is like, we generally all have a rough idea of whether we're happy or not. Like, we all know whether we are happy in our life or whether we aren't. 
But a lot of the time we are unaware of what we actually truly want because we don't like asking those questions of ourselves. So we'll we'll pin it on to something else. Like we'll sit there and go, you know, I'm I'm not particularly happy, but if, if I was to be a little bit thinner, then maybe I would be. Or if I was to get a promotion and work, then I'd be happier. Or if I was to live in a different area, then I'd be happier. And we rely too much on sort of external factors to influence happiness and our you know, our, our sort of balance of progression, positively or negatively. Like we will look at social media and we will feel a certain way about ourselves based on what we see without actually stopping to question why that might be, what that means about us, like what that means that we might need to do in order to act upon those impulses, to, to act upon how we feel. Because we'll never truly question why we feel the way that we do. We'll just see things on social media and go, they have x y z and i don't so therefore i don't feel good but if we were to sit there and really question ourselves and to really question on whether we are truly happy or not and what we actually want if we were to remove the elements of social media whatever it was that we've just seen there's a high likelihood that what it is that you've just seen that you now feel that you are unhappy because you don't have may not have even factored into the equation of of what you believe will truly make you happy but we rely on these external factors to influence whether we are feeling good or feeling bad about ourselves and our situation. It's the digital version of keeping up with the Joneses. Only every single person is now a Jones. And this is not ideal. It's, you know, it's, it's not an ideal setup for truly understanding what we want and how we want to live our lives and how we want to spend our days and all of these kinds of things. And one helpful exercise that I've personally worked through myself many, many times to help me discover what I, you know, what I, what it is that I want, how I want to live. Like, this is the key point, like how I want to live my life, how I want things to be. And these are the things that often aren't considered for a lot of people because we'll just look for, again, these, these external things. Like, I just want to be like this as opposed to like, how do I want to actually live? How do I want my day to day to look? like all of these kinds of things. And it's essentially called the ideal day task. So it's where you essentially will write down minute by minute what your ideal day will look like. And this is not something that can just be done in five, 10 minutes, like in one sitting. It's something that will probably take you a little bit of time to work on because you're going to be asking questions of yourself that you likely haven't done before. And it may be in conflict with how you live at the minute, and how you live at the minute may be in a way that we've been preconditioned to believe is how we're supposed to live, whether that's because you've gone through school, college, university, and then got the job and you've got married and you've had kids and stuff like that. And, you know, that's just the way life is supposed to be, but it may not necessarily be how you wanted it to go. So, you know, there may be some, some difficult questions for you to ask of yourself, but this task alone, I find is is huge like massively powerful in being able to actually truly discover what it is that you want like you can pinpoint what your ideal day looks like and it's down to the letter of like what you do how you feel where you live how you live who you are with like all of these things how you spend your day on a minute by minute basis so what time you get out of bed the first thing that you do what you wear the, the routines and the habits that you undertake day to day, like all of these things, how you feel, um, how you think, what you're working towards at this point, like all of that, like you want to try and get as much detail down on the page 
as humanly possible as to what your ideal day would look like. And what you can then take from this is you can compare it to your current day at the minute. There may be some similarities, there may be some crossover, which is a good thing because it allows you to see, okay, I'm living you know, roughly in accordance with how I would like to be living, but there's a few things that I could potentially start working towards. And it gives you that direction. It lets you know, okay, I'm not 100% living in a way that I want to. So what can I do to make changes to that? And sometimes it might be, you know, like if you imagine your ideal day and you're like, I get up, I grab a quick coffee, I do a few stretches and I go for a run. And that is something that you don't currently do at the minute. There's a good place for you to start. Like there's no need to wait for that. There's no need to go, my ideal day is this, so when I get there, I'll do it. You can start doing that now. And the more of these things that you pick up from your ideal day that you can begin to implement immediately, the more likely it is that you're going to start living in accordance with exactly what it is that you want and the more you'll be able to move towards that ideal day. And that is the ultimate goal. That is the true motivation. All of the things like if you look ahead to the ideal day and you look differently to how you do now, let's say that you are, you know, 10 kilos later, you've got a six pack, this, that and the other. You'll look at the habits that you that you undertake in your ideal day. You can start to undertake those habits right now. And that is likely what is going to then get you to that position. You know, there's no use in waiting. There's no use in doing this task and going, OK, so in five years time, I would like my day to look like this. So let's just hope for the best. Like it's looking ahead and going, you know, in five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it might be, my ideal day is going to look like this. And then you can take from it and you can implement straight away. There may be some things that aren't possible. You know, it may be I live in LA and you currently live in Fife. Like it's not the same. It's not just something that you can immediately implement, but there are other things that you can start to do straight away. And it's these things that are going to get again, like sort of give you the skills to carry these things over into other elements of life, to start making those moves, to start doing the things that you ultimately will need to do in order to achieve this ideal day. And again, it's it's not necessarily to say that this ideal day is going to be achieved to the letter. It's not to say that this day, what this looks like can change over time. Like what my ideal day would have been three or four years ago would be completely different to if I were to sit and plan that day now. Um, I'd likely be living more in accordance with what my ideal day would look like now than I was five years ago. So there's a few different things that's interchangeable. It's something that you can repeat over time to just continuously reaffirm what it is that you truly want and just to check that you're actually working towards that or if you are actually living in accordance with that at the minute. Because again, sometimes these tasks can highlight how you are in your own mind doing everything right. Like you're actually living in accordance with the way that you want to but you find yourself getting triggered by people on social media who have things that you don't have. But again, on reflection and through doing this task, you've managed to ascertain that none of that actually matters to you, but it just looks a certain way on social media, which makes you feel a certain way. And it will allow you to interpret those situations better as well, because you'll be able to look at your ideal day and go, well, that actually is fucking meaningless to me. Like it doesn't matter. So I'm not going to react like I'm far better able to deal with this situation because I know that that's actually not in line with what it is that I want. So I recommend you grab yourself a piece of paper, get a nice playlist on in the background, grab yourself a tea or a coffee, only a coffee if it's pre 2 p.m. So grab yourself a tea and get to work on this task. Again, it's not something that you're going to finish in one go, but it's something that you can start to build out over the next week, month, whatever it might be. 
start to put plans in place, start to see what your ideal day will look like and you will get a better idea of truly what it is that you actually want and what it is that you need to do in order to get there. So I hope that this has been helpful. If it has, please feel free to give me a share, give me a subscribe, so subscribe to the podcast, give it a like, share it to your social media profiles, your Instagram stories, give me a tag, whatever it might be. I appreciate the support and I hope that you have enjoyed listening. And I will see you next time.